It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 11, Psychological Safety in the Middle. Although advancing culture through psychological safety can be a powerful tool, how can you determine the state of safety in your organization? Once again, using the article Fostering Ethical Conduct Through Psychological Safety as a starting point, there are a number of things an organization can do to make it more likely that people will speak up when they observe unethical behaviors. One key is psychological safety, which is a shared belief held by members of a team that the team is safe from interpersonal risk-taking, or put another way, we can say what we think or be ourselves. Although a number of employees said they were willing to speak up, many said that they did not do so because they felt less psychologically safe and it was less significant and they were less likely to report behaviors via channels where organizational leaders could act on them. Conversely, employees who felt the most psychologically safe or the most likely to have reported misconduct. This held true even after taking into account a range of psychological factors that could influence incident reporting such as the perceived levels of organizational justice, organizational fairness, and trust. Psychological safety is therefore important for more than just team effectiveness and well-being. It may also be critical for forming strong ethical cultures where employees feel comfortable speaking up. Interestingly, the authors realized the non-siloed nature of psychological safety at work. They note that ethics, risk management, legal and compliance, plus HR, all share an interest in fostering such an environment. This mandates a cross-functional approach, which is an essential requirement for molding an organization's culture to handle psychological safety. Managers throughout a company must be aware of blind spots created by a psychologically unsafe environment, along with the associated risk of underreported misconduct. They also caution that a formal program such as a reporting hotline may only capture a fraction of the problematic behaviors which occur in an organization. This led the authors to posit that gauging psychological safety may help companies determine whether misconduct is reported and in turn the effectiveness of an overall speak-up program. After 15 years, the Department of Justice and other regulators have been talking about tone at the top, and the authors credit most organizations who appear to have senior leadership that talks about ethics positively. They believe that CEOs emphasize that integrity should be the core of their organizations, and this point should be reiterated in calls with stakeholders and employees in town meetings. Unfortunately, while this messaging is important, it is not sufficient to prevent the derailers of unethical conduct that occur deep within an organization. The authors recognize that or rather what compliance professionals have known for some time, that it is middle managers and not just official speak-up channels that are often on the front line when it comes to hearing about unethical behavior. 
The authors found that 80% of employees who did report internally went directly to their managers, who are almost always in middle management. This is because middle managers are the company leaders who play the critical role in ensuring that employees' speak-ups feel supported and heard. The data showed that frontline managers have a disproportionate impact on the way potentially unethical behavior is addressed within organizations. Unfortunately, simply because a middle manager may feel psychologically safe, you must not assume their direct reports feel the same way. Indeed, uh, findings from the ECI Global Business Ethics Survey said managers and senior managers tend to feel more psychologically safe than their employees and have a more positive perception of their organization's ethical climate than the rest of the workforce. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, how can you determine the state of psychological safety within your organization? Over the last couple of blog posts, we've explored this. Psychological safety is non-siloed. Number three, middle managers are the key to providing this to employees. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to tell you about an exciting new tool that I have developed with Sam Silverstein, head of the Accountability Institute. It's called the Culture Audit. We're going to premiere this tool at a webinar on Tuesday, November 28th at noon. I've linked to the webinar in the show notes. In this webinar, you will learn how you can assess the current state of your corporate culture, how you can use the cultural assessment audit as a gap analysis, and how you can use the cultural assessment audit as a roadmap for remediation, and how this process will provide a documented auditable trail if a regulator ever comes knocking. I hope you'll join Sam Silverstein and myself on Tuesday, November 28th at noon central time, where we premiere the new software tool. Thank you for listening audit. to this episode. If you enjoyed of this podcast, I hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review wherever great podcasts are listened to. Compliance program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.